Welcome back to the Wind Daily Podcast for today, September 18th, 2019. I am Scott Engel. I am the king. I am fantasy. here with veteran fantasy expert Brandon C. Williams. Uh, check out his quarterback rundown uh, on the Wind Daily uh, homepage, as well as uh, yesterday's podcast with him, which uh, he and Antonio D'Arcangelis uh, break down the quarterback position. Today, it's about Running backs, I'll have some uh, DraftKings prices. Uh, Brandon will have FanDuel. And let's start out with Saquon Barkley at 9,100. With Daniel Jones playing quarterback, you know, maybe the defense has to respect the deep ball more. It can open things up more for even Barkley. You know Barkley's going to get his numbers, and he's always a great cash game play. Maybe the best pure running back with the ball in his hands just right now terms of overall talent in the NFL. Just completely unstoppable. But uh, he's 9,100 on DraftKings, and seeing as two other elite running backs are a little bit cheaper with really good matchups, I think I'm going to steer clear of Barkley this week, Brandon. I would agree with you. He's $9,200 over at FanDuel, and yes, while well, he has put together 100-yard games to start the season, got his first uh, touchdown last week, he's taking on the Buccaneers' defense that is number three against the run when it comes to uh, fantasy. It's going to be a tough matchup for him. It's a road contest as well, and you're breaking in a rookie quarterback, so you'd have to figure that the Buccaneers are going to do everything they can to make sure that anyone not named Saquon Barkley, is going to beat them on Sunday afternoon. All right. Ezekiel Elliott goes against Miami at 8,900. Uh, obviously the best matchup on the board for any running back. Uh, I think he's just going to be a cash game lock this week because you'll probably see at least two touchdowns uh, from Ezekiel Elliott as each week goes on. He's going to get more and more carries. He had uh, 25 touches in last week's win over the Redskins. He comes in at $8,900 over at FanDuel. This should be a laugher of a game. Could be one of those games where you you could see him playing maybe two-plus quarters or so, depending how it goes. But, again, he is a total lock uh, as a cash game option this week. Yeah, a lot of people may get scared off Elliott saying, oh, if he only plays two, three quarters, he doesn't play the fourth, I'm not going to get as much. And I always think that's something that people misconstrue, that if a guy doesn't play a full game, that he's not going to put up the quality numbers that you want in any fantasy format. You have to think about if it's a blowout, well, how did how did uh, the Cowboys get there with a guy like Elliott registering a lot of points in the first place, nobody puts up, you know, huge numbers over an entire game. Look at Patrick Mahomes, one quarter last week. So, uh, look, if it's a blowout, that means a good performance. Oh, and there's no question about it, y'all. You put it right on the head with Mahomes. He had 278 yards and all four of his touchdowns in the second quarter of that game. But the other 45 minutes, he did look ordinary. Uh, what we're seeing out of the Cowboys so far is that you're seeing the fact that you're getting Ezekiel Elliott his touches, plus they're more potent in the passing game with uh, seeing Dak Prescott throw the ball more often uh, in the first couple of games. He's had 62 attempts uh, in the first couple of games this season, and they're still giving time to uh, get Ezekiel Elliott as touches that's a very scary combination that's a very beneficial one for fantasy players 
Probably the guy I like best, though, is Christian McCaffrey. He's a little bit cheaper than Elliott and Barkley, and he came off a, a really down performance that really frustrated seasonal players. And he faces Arizona this week. Uh, I think he gets back on track, but you have to be concerned here. Cam Newton is not going to start. That's also going to be a hole in the offense. Uh, you know, in terms of him just getting a ton of defensive attention. If I know Newton plays. And and uh, he looks like he actually wants to play football because he's been he's been looking just depressed and bored recently. Uh, when you watch him play, I would like Christian McCaffrey better. My first reaction would say, "Hey, McCaffrey gets Arizona. I like the matchup, but what's the quarterback situation going to be?" So he might be low owned. He almost becomes like a contrarian sort of play in that regard. Uh, but you know, I can't recommend him this week, knowing the quarterback situation. Carolina. It's very difficult to uh, recommend them uh, this week. Uh, The Cardinals also are doing a pretty good job uh, as far as fantasy defense is concerned with running backs. They're 10th overall. Uh, But, you know, McCaffrey only had two catches last week uh, for only 16 yards. He ended up with only 18 touches uh, compared to 29 the week before against the Rams. We will know uh, probably as early as Friday as to whether or not Newton is going to go. But I think the one thing that's really disturbing about Newton is the fact that he's only had negative two yards rushing in his first two games. And the thing is, is that if Cam Newton's not a run threat, the Carolina offense is a very ordinary one, which means that you are going to see the Cardinals put eight in the box on McCaffrey if you don't have Newton Sunday. Alvin Kamara, $8,000 uh, at Seattle, only at 60 yards from scrimmage last week and did not score. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to be off of Kamara against that really good Seattle front seven. Uh, he's going to be a totally contrarian play with a backup quarterback in there. He's $8,300 over at FanDuel, and the thing that you know, you're know you hoping will save Cook's value is that he becomes more involved, that he's involved in a passing game, perhaps even more involved depending on whether or not it's either uh, Teddy Bridgewater or if it's Taysom Hill. Uh, the Seahawks are certainly susceptible in the, past, the passing game, especially at back four, uh, but with their front seven, it is going to be very difficult, and I think similar to what uh, – Christian McCaffrey has, he's going to see a lot of eight-man fronts until the Saints prove that they can win and move the ball effectively without Drew Brees under center. In a seasonal league, I think a lot of Kamara owners are are panicky. And, you know, you might want to gauge that, see if maybe you can make a trade for him right now because once they get the quarterback position at least stabilized, he's going to get a ton of touches and receptions out of the backfield. Oh, uh, he is, and I totally agree with you in the sense that uh, if you are uh, someone who's trying to gun for Kamara, yeah, now is a good time to go after him. Uh, you do have a lot of uncertainty with uh, in seasonal play uh, with owners of Kamara. There's still a sense of the sky is falling uh, type mindset, but I do think that uh, if you are willing to hold on to Kamara, who comes in at $8,000 at FanDuel, if you're able to hold on to him in seasonal play, I think you're going to be rewarded. I do think that whoever it is, a quarterback, be it Bridgewater or Hill or even some sort of, of a platoon, Sean Payton's going to stabilize that offense. Might take a week or two, but once they do, Kamara's going to go back to being the monster that he is. Dalvin Cook looking like a must start against anybody in DFS right now. It's still 7800 fifth highest priced uh, 
on DraftKings. Going against the Raiders, who have looked pretty good against the run so far, but uh, Dalvin Cook like he's, he looks like he can play against anybody right now. I don't care who he's going against. He's 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 just a locked cash play. He is. Uh, he comes in at $8,300 over at FanDuel. He does get something of a difficult matchup. The Raiders are fourth overall against uh, fantasy uh, in fantasy defense against the run. He's going to need Kirk Cousins to step up and uh, take some of the pressure off of him. He's had two outstanding games this uh, first two games of the season, but he's going to need he's going to need Kirk Cousins to step up because you're going to see the Raiders looking to basically dare Cousins to beat them on Sunday afternoon. And again, it seems like a trend, but again, it's going to be a case where, you know, until uh, Cousins steps up, Dalvin Cook is going to see a lot of seven and eight man fronts. You know, the Raiders aren't going to allow Cook to dictate the pace and uh, take them out of the game. Well, haven't the last two opponents tried to do that? Cook has ripped them up. He's ripped them up, but uh, at you know at the same time they were able to get out early against the Falcons and hold on against you know and hold on and get the win. You know, similarly the same thing uh, with Green Bay. They won in spite of Kirk Cousins uh, and the fact that Cousins is completing barely fifty percent of his passes right now. You're going to need something more out of him uh, on Sunday afternoon, you know, because you don't want to get yourself in a situation where you're putting too much of a workload on Dalvin Cook this early. Austin Eckler, a top play again, 7,200 on DraftKings. Uh, he's, he's just been terrific. It's almost like Melvin Gordon, who in Los Angeles. And uh, a great cash game play at 7,200. Eckler is a guy I really like this week. The Texans have struggled against uh, running backs in the passing game. It has been their weakness uh, for the past several years, and he is going to have an opportunity to take advantage of that uh, this week. Uh, you've got a guy that's averaging 13 and a half yards receiving uh, out of the backfield. He comes in at $7,600 at uh, FanDuel. So, Compared to the backs that we just mentioned, there's a little more of a bargain play there. And I think this game's going to be a bit of a shootout. And if that's the case, then, you know, Eckler is going to have a huge part in that. He's second only to uh, Keenan Allen when it comes to the targets in the uh, Chargers passing game. And I would suspect that he's going to get around six to eight targets, if not more, Sunday afternoon. Le'Veon Bell's at 7,000, but I doubt anybody's going to use it much against New England. Uh, although he could catch a lot of passes as the Jets play from behind. Melvin Gordon, his price is dropping, but he's still too high at 6900 considering he'll get a zero from him on DraftKings. Uh, David Johnson is interesting. You know, with the wrist injury, he had to leave early, but he said he's okay. He won't be widely owned, and he's only 6800 uh, on DraftKings, playing against a Carolina defense that could spend a lot of time on the field against an up-tempo offense. David Johnson's very interesting to me at 6,800, and I don't think he's going to be widely owned. I don't think he's going to be widely owned either, and you have to think that he is going to be a factor uh, in the passing game uh, as well. Uh, Kyler Murray leads the NFL at 96 pass attempts in the first two games. I would suspect that you're probably going to see him north to 40 again. Uh, again, with Carolina having a lot of pressure on that defense, especially if Cam Newton isn't in there, uh, it's a dull environment as well. So I think that you know, the matchup is going to certainly work in his favor since it is a home game. Uh, he's going to fly under the radar, and I think that if that's the case, Johnson is going to end up being a very sneaky good player, you know, in regardless of format this week. He yeah, it might, 
thousand over at uh, FanDuel. Might also be a good time to try to swoop in and deal for him as well. Oh yeah, it, it certainly is. You know, hey, this is a good time to uh, take advantage, y'all. You've got Johnson. Um, we'll talk about James Conner in a moment, but you also have the uh, aforementioned Alvin Kamara. Those are three top end running backs that are certainly, you know, hot trade. Could be hot trade commodities, especially if you're able to peg an owner who was a little squeamish about you know the long term uh, prospects of any of those three backs producing. Yeah, James Conner, 6,400. Sounds like he's going to be able to go, but uh, never really want to go with an injured back in DFS. In uh, seasonal, you got to make sure you have the handcuff in Jalen Samuels. Some people just wait too long, and they wait till a guy gets hurt, and then they run out and, and try to get somebody. You know, that's not the way to go about it. Aaron Jones is 6,100 against Denver. Seems like he has a good matchup, but... You know, Matt LaFleur saying that he wants to mix uh, Jamal Williams in more, you know, and make this more of a timeshare, kind of like he did in Tennessee with Deion Lewis and Derrick Henry here, which which kind of catch, caps the upside, even if you like the matchup. Why, why, why are we holding Aaron Jones back? Uh, this guy could be worth more than the 6900 that he is on FanDuel. It could probably be a solid second-tier guy if they weren't so obsessed about him being in a timeshare with Jamal Williams. Jones gets a solid matchup against the Broncos. It's a home game. And I think at the same time, uh, he should benefit from the fact that, you know, we have not seen – Aaron uh, Rodgers really rip it up so far this season. And I think that if we do see Rodgers get into a rhythm early in the passing game, it's going to open up some running lanes for Aaron Jones, and I would really be—he would really be a guy to grab at 6,900 at FanDuel. Okay, uh, moving right along, uh, Sony Michelle, uh, six thousand on DraftKings against the Jets. Uh, we saw what Nick Chubb did against them last week. And uh, Devin Singletary in week one. So he's a strong cash game play at 6,000, but he doesn't catch as many passes as some of these other running backs. No, he had 21 carries last week. Uh, you know, did lead uh, the four-headed uh, backfield New England. Uh, but in passing game situations, yeah, he's probably going to have to defer to uh, either Rex Burkhead or James White uh, did have 85 yards and a rushing touchdown. It's probably about this range that I could see him at uh, this week, uh, probably with around maybe 18 to 22 carries or so. Uh, I think that this is going to be a game where you see the Patriots really come strong with the running game uh, this week. And if that's the case, then I think that Michelle will be the guy who benefits most out of the four backs. Chris Carson might be low owned at 5,900. Uh, after he fumbled twice last week, there's some perceptions out there that, that Rashad Penny had a long run, and you know maybe it's going to become more of an even timeshare. Or so I've seen some people even suggest Penny now becomes the starter. Uh, I don't think that's the case. When the Seahawks had to seal the game last week on a fourth and one, they still gave it to Carson to convert. I think they want to make sure he bounces back this week uh, and the Seahawks establish the pace they want to. I, I like Carson a lot at 5,900 this week. Three fumbles in his first two games. It's certainly a trend that he is going to have to turn around uh, real quick. Uh, he comes in at $7,000 at FanDuel, takes on a Saints defense that, uh, for the most part, held uh, Todd Gurley in the uh, Rams ground game uh, you know, in check on Sunday. 
I think that the fumbling issues will scare off a lot of people. I think that this is probably going to be his wake-up call. Uh, and I think that he will be an effective play against the Saints. I think that this also could be a game where you could probably see a little more scoring than the 44 over under projects. Yeah, but with, Car- with Carson, too, uh, you know, it's really just not his MO to be putting the ball on the ground. So I'm sure he's going to be working on ball security throughout the week, et cetera. Uh, and Pete Carroll's not Bill Belichick. If a guy had put the ball on the ground three times already in New England, he already would have been benched. Marlon Mack, uh, one up and one up game, one down game, 5,800 uh, against Atlanta, which, uh, you know, uh, with Mack, he doesn't catch passes out of the backfield. I'm not sure where I'm going with him. So I'm probably going to steer clear of him. Mark Ingram against Kansas City, is a really good play. I think a bounce-back performance from last week in what could be a very high-scoring game. Uh, I think it'll be a scoring game. I also think that you could probably see Ingram, who comes in at $7,100, probably get the ball around 25-plus times. I think that one of the things that you'll want the uh, Ravens want to do is try to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field as much as possible. And it does become that mindset so where John Harbaugh decides that, yo, I want to try to play ball control, that certainly plays well into the hands of Ingram. Uh, and Johnson is 5,600. Uh, very low price against the Eagles defense. Uh, with the cutting of C.J. Anderson, the release of C.J. Anderson, maybe he's going to get more carries. But, you know, this team hasn't been as run-based as we've hoped the first two weeks. So I think I want to play wait and see on Johnson. Mildly disappointing to see uh, the lack of running uh, from the uh, Lions uh, in the first couple of games. They only got 94 yards rushing against the Chargers on 28 carries last week. So they did at least attempt to make an effort to try to run, uh, but it just was not effective. I don't think that this is a week that I want to play carry on Johnson. This is going to be a game where, yo, you're going to see the Lions attack the suspect Eagles secondary. Eagles actually played decent against the run the first couple of games. They're ninth in fantasy defense against the run, but there's obviously a big reason for that is that everyone's throwing against them. Joe Mixon had a bad game last week. We'll have to wait on his health. Uh, facing a pretty good Buffalo defense, better against the pass. If I knew Mixon was was healthy, I'd really like him against 5,500 against this Buffalo run defense. Matt Breida is 5,400 on DraftKings, but the coaching staff is saying, uh, you know, that Josh Wilson's going to be the goal line back. You also have Raheem Mostart in the mix. So there's two guys I'm going to pivot off, as, uh, not use as well. And Josh Jacobs with the groin at 5,300 against uh, Minnesota. Probably somebody I'm steering clear of in, uh, in, in DFS. In seasonal, I got to play him if he starts. He looked really good last week. And with a groin injury, it's really a case of a guy testing it in warm-ups. And if he's ready, he's ready to go. It doesn't hold him back a lot. So I will use him in seasonal if he's going to start. Uh, Phil, a yard short of 100, uh, you know, had the long run uh, as well against Kansas City. Uh, $6,500 over at FanDuel uh, this week. 
Vikings have traditionally been strong against the run. I don't think they've really been that effective uh, in the early going. Uh, the thing is, is that Jacobs is their leader in uh, targets. He's got 14 uh, in the first uh, two games, and he has touchdowns in each of those first two games as well. Uh, one of the things that you'll want to see is that, you know, hopefully he gets more touches than the 12 attempts that he got uh, in uh, the loss to KC last week. And he only had uh, really an opportunity to be, you know, more than, you know, he could have the ability to be more than what he can be. Worry is, is that the Vikings are going to try to use Xavier Rhodes against him. And if that's the case, then that could hurt him again in the passing game. I think to me, you know, you certainly play him at seasonal, but I think in DFS, you probably want to avoid him. Taking a look at some possible bargains, Raheem Mostert's 4,700, but you have to avoid that. Whole San Francisco backfield in season in daily in seasonal. I'll certainly use Mostert as a flex because of his big playability. Peyton Barber actually had a good game last week, and he goes against the Giants at forty six hundred. He doesn't he doesn't really have a lot of upside, so I'm not going to use him. Uh, even though the price is low, Carlos Hyde doesn't have a lot of upside. He's forty five hundred on DraftKings. Frank Gore is forty four hundred, and he's going to start and. Uh, you know, the, the, the Bengals have not been good against running backs so far. They got really tore up last week. I don't perceive Gore as a lot of upside, but I got to believe some people are going to take a shot at just 4,400 on DraftKings. He's at 5,700 over at FanDuel, and I don't blame people if you are going you are willing to take the shot at him. Cincinnati's dead last when it comes to uh, fantasy run defense. Like you mentioned, you know, San Francisco really carved them up uh, last week, and Seattle you know, was able to uh, run the ball effectively against them in week one. Gore's not going to rip off a long run or anything like that, but if Devin Singletary is banged up or if he's limited uh, with the injury, then I would venture that Gore is going to have a high volume against a very poor run defense, and that can translate into not uh, you know a great yards per carry average, but considering he'll probably be the guy there to go line, provided that Josh Allen doesn't thieve a touchdown or two from him, Gore should be in a position to where he could be real effective in the red zone. Would you take a shot at all if maybe the TJ Yeldon at thirty eight hundred gets some significant work here? I don't think that I would. I think that Yeldon is probably going to be more of the passing down back uh, in that scenario. I think that if you're going to invest in a Bills running back this week, you've got to go with Gore. Yeah. Well, now, the big bargain that everybody's going to be looking at with the injuries in the Kansas City backfield uh, is Darwin Thompson at just $3,000 on DraftKings. Yeah, uh, that's a banged up Cincinnati, uh, excuse me, a banged up uh, Kansas City backfield. And uh, you can certainly see why they're going to uh, make, you know, make that play. Uh, I think that it's a case of where, you know, to me, it is worth the consideration because of the value. But at the same time, you also have to think that the Ravens are traditionally still a very tough run defense. Uh, the money is certainly there. The value is certainly there. But at the same time, uh, I would probably be on the end of avoiding it just off of what I know about uh, the Ravens' backfield. He comes in at 4500 uh, at FanDuel, a worthy play. But I think that there's just too much risk in there with Thompson. Jeff Wilson Jr., uh, the 49ers, indicating that he's going to be the goal line back. So he's certainly worth a pickup in that crowded San Francisco backfield if you're desperate for uh, some running back help and waivers. He's also just 3000 
uh, on DraftKings. Uh, you know, maybe he might be low owned, and he could get a touchdown or two out of him. Would you chance it? Uh, I think I would. Yo, know, they did have six attempts inside the red zone in week two. Wilson had five of them, and yes, he did score twice. So uh, he is basically he is the guy. You know, Kyle Shanahan won't necessarily say it, but. I think that he will be the guy inside the red zone. There is a ton of value in there with him at 5,300 uh, at FanDuel. He's going to be obviously very touchdown dependent, uh, but with the way the 49ers have moved the ball, especially last week against Cincinnati and the way the Steelers are reeling uh, with their only two start, I think that there is a, a, I think there is a worthy risk in uh, just using that low uh, value in Wilson and spending that money elsewhere. So to recap, uh, we really like spending up for Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, the rung below that, Austin Eckler, David Johnson, uh, Brandon likes Aaron Jones. Uh, we also like, uh, if you want to save a little more money, Chris Carson, Mark Ingram. And then if you really want to punt play, we're going to go with Jeff Wilson Jr., although a lot of people will be on Frank Gore. Waiver wire-wise, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are going to go after Darwin Thompson because – uh, you know, McCoy's got the ankle. You have the knee with Damian Williams and Thomas looks so Thompson looks so good in the preseason that if he plays really well, he could run away with the job. Uh, you beat me to the punch, you know, he very well could run away with the job. Uh, again, you know, and the Ravens are a tough defense, but obviously their whole uh game plan is going to be stopping Patrick Mahomes. And if Mahomes can get into a rhythm early and starts clearing some running lanes for Thompson, who also will be a factor in the passing game, I think that you know you could see him uh, in a position to where you know whereas the waiver wire uh, activity with him this week is going to be mild, uh, is going to be a, a little above mild. I think it will be sincerely crazy next week uh, if he does get off. Yeah, so uh, you know, get out of the curve. Make sure you pick him up. Uh, some other. Some other notable pickups we mentioned, Will, uh, Wilson, uh, yeah, you have to get Jamal Williams if you have Aaron Jones, or maybe if you just want to build running back depth, you have to get him. But if you want to go even deeper, look, it wouldn't totally shock me if TJ Yeldon starts getting some run with uh, Devin Singletary out. I wouldn't be shocked. I don't think that, you know, the Bills would want to give Frank Gore 25-plus carries or anything along those lines. I think that, you know, Yeldon will be a factor. I just think that he'll be more of a factor in the passing game, whereas he'll probably get around maybe eight to ten touches with the majority of those being receptions. Yeah, it's Frank Gore used to be, you know, during his salad days. Uh, as the cliche goes, uh, it, uh, you know, used to catch a lot of passes, but it's not the case anymore. Yeah, that's an interesting cliche. Whenever I talk cliches, and you're a journalist too, I ask people to say, do you know where that came from? You know, and then I like to look it up, you know, salad days. I, I still eat salads. Yeah, I'm not as young as I used to be. And salads are still part of my diet, you know, so I certainly, you know, make sure that I try to get them involved in the offense uh, a couple of times a week. Yeah, it's like, uh, where, sometimes people use these cliches. Do you, do you know where it came from? No, I don't. Where did it come yeah. from? A salad day is a, uh, is a Shakespearean idiomatic expression, meaning a youthful time. Huh. And I would have thought it was something like a phrase from like a 1930s or 1940s radio show. It's from the Shakespearean play 
Anthony and Cleopatra. Ah. Act, act one, scene five. Oh, okay. My well, salad days when I was green in judgment, cold in blood. <laughs> don't think that blood makes for a good dressing. No, I don't think so either. Uh, but you know what does make for a good dressing? You know, on this show to get the premium gold package uh, over at Wind Daily Sports. Our guys are just killing it. Uh, David Jones actually won over $25,000 uh, this week. And our, our betting guys are absolutely crushing it as well. Get access to all that, our, our NFL projections, our one-on-one Slack chat channel. Uh, check it out now. Just hit uh, Go Premium on the top right. Well, Brandon and I will be back tomorrow talking wide receivers here on the With Daily Podcast.